Fantasy rap. With Austin and Ozzy. Hey everyone, this is Fantasy Rap, and I'm your host, Ozzy. And I'm your co-host, Austin. You can find us on FantasyRap.com. That is FantasyWrap.com. So, welcome to week two. And the first thing we're going to do is we're going to take a look, look at injuries. Um, first, I'm going to look at, we're going to look at previous injuries. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, ACL, possible week three start. George Kittle, growing week to week. Chris Godwin, hamstring, week to week. Keenan Allen, hamstring, week to week. Alvin Kamara, ribs, week to week. Julio Jones, knee, week to week. And the new injuries. Trey Lance suffered a season-ending broken ankle in his game. James Conner is day-to-day with an ankle. A guy that we hyped last week who injured himself partway through the game, uh, Devin DuVernay, concussion. He's in the concussion protocol. Drew Sample, injured his knee. Unknown how long he'll be out. Jerry Judy, ribs. Uh, negative x-rays, day-to-day. Justin Herbert, fractured rib cartilage, day-to-day. Dalton Schultz, knee, not the ACL. Could miss some time, though. Damian Harris, knee, day-to-day. And Hunter Renfro, concussion, in the concussion protocol. We also have uh, one other person who is impacted by a suspension, and that is Mike Evans. It's a one-week suspension. He's appealing. Um, Should be heard this week, but there's no definitive answer as of yet. Yeah, I think I think that'll stand because it's it's a more of a history suspension because him and Lattimore got into it in like was it like 2019 yep. I think it was where Evans ran basically across the field and just earholed him, blindsided him. So I think the league is going to see this as as you know you did it once because I don't remember did he get suspended for that one too? I believe I, I wouldn't I'd be surprised if he didn't because he really cleaned yeah. him out. But yeah, so. He's yeah. He, yeah and and you know looking back at that video it uh you know it, Fournette started it yep. by shoving um uh yeah drawing a blank Lattimore L- Lattimore bit, yeah, okay yeah and then you know uh Evans decides to get involved and shouldn't have just because yep. there's bad blood so you know I was I was actually surprised that Lattimore got kicked out but you know you yeah. take them both because I think there was some nobody like ever shoved Brady, but I think Brady was involved because there's a video that came out. Uh, Evans has his helmet off and he's at the talking to the ref, and you can see him say, and somebody dubbed, you know, did subtitles on it yep. and said, "That's Tom Brady. What do you want me to do?" So I don't know if somebody was in Brady's face, you know, trying to well, go at him. Well, Lattimore, at the same time, Lattimore yeah. was giving the signal that the ball was uncatchable, yeah. which is why there was no flag thrown. And Fournette took offense to that, yep. shoved him. You know, there was shoving back and forth, and then Evans joints. Yep. You know, it's it's kind of like third man in in hockey. <laughs> Who's going to get in the most trouble? Third man in. Yeah. Yep. So is the second guy who gets caught. <laughs> yep, and which which is is interesting because 
Fournette pushed or shoved um, Lattimore, and Lattimore retaliated. Yep. So it was that retaliation that got him in trouble. They probably didn't notice Fournette do it in the first place, yeah. and it turned into a, you know, oh, here I come off the bench. I'm going to be a dumbass. <laughs> so uh, we're going to get into our studs, and um, from what I see, no repeats, <laughs> which is uh, interesting and, and, and I guess not interesting. Our, our top stud was Lamar Jackson. 28.6 points above um, projected. He was 21 of 29 for 318 yards, three touchdowns. He rushed nine times for 119 yards and one touchdown. Guy just went off. Yeah, he was already having a great day, a great day, and then he busted that, like, 75-yard touchdown, which obviously you get the all the rushing yardage, the rushing touchdown for six points, tack on a point or two whatever your league does for 40 plus you know so that's just icing on top of the cake that game was just insane um i would assume uh it looks like two is our second stud of the week you know that game was just a like it was just insane points to be had everywhere right and and it's interesting because you know we've got when, when a when a quarterback usually goes off you'll see receivers also going off in the case of jackson you know he had a he had a good passing day Mm -hmm. but the the rushing is what set him apart tua on the other hand was up you know a positive 28.57 points he was 36 of 50 passing for 469 yards and six touchdowns two interceptions and one rush for one yard and with him then come a couple of wide receivers, yep. which you would generally expect yep. if, you know, it's it's like when Mahomes goes off, you're going to see one or two receivers who are up there also. For sure. Um, but Tua, you think he can continue it? Um, obviously not at that level. I mean, that's insane for really anybody, the six touchdowns. Um, you know, I think going forward, he's a very, it could be, you'll have a comfortable QB1. I think this offense that they have schemed for him is going to work beautifully for him um you know you're seeing you know some some good coaching as well along with that which you know you had uh the the head coach last year why can't i remember his name uh yeah i can't remember his name but more of a you know seemed like maybe even more just of a defensive kind of guy uh, right you know defensive minded head coach which is you know great but it de- definitely seems like, uh, you know, the head coach now for Miami is definitely, he's got him playing well right now. Um, but, you know, you get Tyreek Hill, you always, if you can get him the ball, you know, he's he's one of those players that makes you uh, kind of think, uh, you know, some especially if you're playing against him where you go, well, it was a, a seven-yard slant and he took it 80 yards to the house right. why should why should Tua get all the points for that it's kind of one of he's one of those players that makes you when you're playing against him you hate that that's the way that it works right but he got him you love him um yeah i mean i i think he's going to be a very serviceable uh you know uh mid qb1 very high qb2 right um you're loving him right now if you're in a super flex league and you have a stud qb1 
and then you picked up Tua off the bench or you drafted him in that or off the waivers and the or if you drafted him in that super flex league, you had a very, very good week this week. Right. I, I you know, depending upon the size of the league, um, the number of teams, um, it, it really, you know, I, I, I can imagine that there were a lot of fantasy owners who didn't play him this past week because of the fact that there were better options, supposedly. Yeah. I mean, you know, based on projections and everything else. Yeah. So you go into this and you look at that and you say, is he going to do it on a weekly basis? No. Is he... You know, does he have potential to do something like this any week? Sure, any quarterback does. Yep. Um, these, you know, these teams uh, are are made for, well, a lot of them, you know, you've got so many opportunities, and if the defense that you're going up against isn't holding you, well, guess what? You're going you're gonna to come through and score a lot of points. Yep. Now, the interesting thing is that the anticipated uh, RB1 for them, Chase Edmonds, is has pretty much disappeared and Raheem Mostert is the de facto number one right now. Yeah. I mean, and Mostert, 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 however you want to say it, um, has been a guy who has been on the cusp of being one of the, the top running backs. I mean, the dude's lightning quick, you know, he's decent size, you know, he's got all the skills and the traits for it. It's just health has been such a huge right. hindrance to him. I go back to last year. I drafted him fairly late as a big upside for San Fran last year. Yep. Um, and then week, I think it was either week one or week two, he's done for the season, right. you know, with, a, I believe, a knee. So we'll see how that plays. You yeah, know, yeah, that's that's the whole thing. I yeah. mean, he, he has the potential if he could stay healthy. Yeah. Um, it, which is why I think a lot of people were saying Ch- Chase Edmonds, who's proven that he can stay more more healthy yeah. uh, than Mostert. Um, you know, yeah, I think the the hype around Edmonds and what everybody was looking for this year was he also he's one of those guys too, kind of like like Mostert, who has not had that opportunity the opportunity right on a team to be the true number one with you know with. All the touches, you know, like I said, the opportunity. Right. Um, but obviously now Edmonds hasn't performed uh, for a while. You were wondering if he was even out on the field. Obviously they just went total air raid to keep up with Lamar and the Ravens, you know, to get back into that game because the Ravens were winning fairly handily. And then all of a sudden, you know, Dolphins came back out of nowhere. Right. Uh you know, so I think a good testament well, was to it, the 20, Dolphins. Was it twenty-eight to three? They outscored him in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, you're not you're not winning that game unless you're throwing the ball. Yep. So our third uh, stud for the week was none other than Tyreek Hill, another Miami player, up twenty-three point eighty-nine, eleven of thirteen, so eleven receptions of thirteen uh, um, looks, um, passes his way, one hundred ninety yards and two touchdowns. Can he keep it up? It's Tyreek Hill. I mean, he could do that any, literally any week. Uh, obviously, in the past, obviously, you've had Patrick Mahomes. Right. So the true question is if Tua can stay consistent enough to do this. Obviously, Tyreek will have quieter games. Jalen Waddle will have a good game. You know, next week Tyreek Hill will have a good game. Well, and and like you, know. you said, Tyreek Hill, he catches a seven-yard seven pass and turns yeah. it into an 80-yard touchdown. Like he's just... 
he he always has that opportunity, right? No matter what, to break a gigantic play, right? So I mean, obviously you're going to keep him in the lineup. the 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 question coming into the season was, can Tyreek Hill perform at the same level he has with Mahomes, with Tua as his quarterback? Yeah, and he's proving that yeah he he can. It doesn't matter where he is, um, you know. Obviously. Losing Tyreek has impacted um, Mahomes somewhat, but, you know, Tyreek has not really fallen off by moving to a new quarterback, which, which a lot of times that doesn't happen. Yeah, that's why, you know, you see in the past Tyreek Hill was one of those guys like uh, 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 Devontae, uh, Stephon Diggs, uh, you know, towards the end of the first round, you're looking at him, you know, uh, you know, in the past and, you know, if you were... Lucky enough, if he somehow fell to the third or even beginning of the fourth, you're looking at a steal of a pick this right. year already. So. Yeah, absolutely. So our uh, our fourth stud was Amon Ra St. Brown, 20.79 above projected, nine catches on 12 targets, 116 yards, two touchdowns. He also rushed the ball two times for 68 yards. He's, he's, you know, since last year, uh, along about week 12, he's been on fire. Yep. And I, I personally don't see a lot changing with that. I mean, they've got Swift. Yep. Um, but he, he is the guy that is going to see most of the passes, most of the looks. Yep. So I see him continuing in that vein. Um, great yeah. receiver. He's he's going to be a, a very good receiver. Yeah, and I think I saw the stat. This is like he tied. I don't know if it was. The, I think it may have been the Lions' record for consecutive games with a touchdown. Yeah. So let's move on to uh, our actually our sixth um, person and another Miami Dolphin. And obviously, like we said, anytime Tua goes off or a quarterback goes off for six passing touchdowns you're bound to see a couple of receivers in there so we've got Jalen Waddle um plus 19.59 he was 11 receptions on 19 targets 171 yards and two touchdowns yeah the the 19 targets is uh crazy <laughs> it is um you know uh but Waddle's he's a good receiver too um you know this is uh uh probably above his ceiling but i think he's shown that he has that wide receiver one upside um you know so uh if you were able to get him kind of mid rounds you know four five six even potentially and you have a, a true number one on your team a wide receiver as well you're feeling pretty good about the uh, the rest of your season for your roster there so right and it's it's interesting that uh, you know in the top uh um in our in our studs We've got two second-year receivers in yeah. Waddle and, and uh, St. Brown. So it, nice to see. Yep. So another one we have is Stefan Diggs, up 20.08. He was 12 catches on 14 targets, 148 yards, and three touchdowns. What can you say? 
Uh, I, yeah, I'm glad he's on my roster. <laughs> yeah, uh, helps you win games. Yeah, for sure. Uh, brought me down from uh, him and Jalen Hurts combined. Uh, brought me from uh, being down 20 going into uh, Monday nights to winning by like 30 yeah. um, or almost 30. So, you know, the, the connection that him and Allen have is just, it's great. Uh, you know, Diggs is a guy obviously in Minnesota who is a, uh, true number one, one of the top guys in the league. Uh, you know, uh, even last year, people say he had like a down year, but I think he was still he was still a top ten receiver. Right. You know, it just you you didn't get these games from him last year, and this is two weeks in a row now where he's had um, bigger games. Obviously, this one he just went nuclear uh, with the three touchdowns. Um, you know, and then they they pulled the starters because they were beating Tennessee so bad. So. Right, Guy, guys got great hands though. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's he is one of the top five or so receivers in in football year yeah. in and year out for the last few years. So I mean, it's it's no surprise that he puts up numbers like these. Um, it, it's good to see if you yeah. if you drafted him. It stinks if you were playing against him. I mean, obviously there are weeks that you go into a a fantasy league uh, week, and you think, you know, on a normal week, I can compete with this team. And then someone has a couple of these players, and you find yourself getting the snot kicked out of you. Yep. So it's it's tough to to know what you know what's going to happen on a weekly basis. You just kind of hope that you're playing the right guys, and if you come out with as many points as you can, you have a chance. For sure. So I threw in a rookie. Only because I mean he wasn't he wasn't in the top six or seven, but he was right there, and that is Garrett Wilson from the Jets, uh, up seventeen point oh nine, and he was eight catches on fourteen targets, hundred and two yards and two touchdowns, and he rushed once for negative two yards. <laughs> um, yeah, I you know Wilson looked amazing out there, looked very good. Uh, his uh, he had two touchdowns or just one? Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. I think it was the first one. It was like a like a three-yard pass where he, it was, I think it was rookie on rookie, uh, you know, the corner that was on him, and he just did a quick stutter step and just beeline to the corner, and he was, I mean, really was wide open. You know, he looked great. The 14 targets, uh, you know, Jets uh, came back and stole that one from Cleveland, really. Right. Um, you know, but those 14 targets are... are uh, what you want to see, I, he's going to be the top waiver wire ad this week because the Jets are uh, rolling with um, Flacco for another week. They said they're going to make sure that uh, Zach Wilson is a hundred percent. You know, so hopefully you get another huge week out of him. We'll see what happens when Wilson comes back. So now we move on to our duds, and like I said last week, it's it's kind of hard to put a dud up who injured himself last week. It was Dak. Prescott. Um, this week it's Trey Lance, uh, 16.59 below projected. He was two of three for 30 yards and rushed three times for 13 yards. So obviously, you know, numbers are horrible, yeah. but he didn't play much. He played part of the first series and he was injured. So, you know, it's, it's hard to, you know, he's, he's out for the season. So unless you're in a dynasty league, you're, most yeah. most likely you've already dropped him. Oh, yeah. um, so there's you know there's not much to be said about that. Uh, second on the list was Ryan Tannehill, and he was negative twelve point four four points 
below what he was uh, projected to get. 11 of 20 for 117 yards and two interceptions and one rush for two yards. What happened? Uh, that was Tannehill you were talking about? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo's a great defense. Uh, Tennessee is clearly, clearly hurting very bad from that A.J. Brown trade. Uh, although Traylon Burks did flash a little bit, uh, he did. Know, the stat line wasn't amazing, um, but he had some, you know, had some burst, had some juice, uh, you know, so hopefully they keep working him along. I mean, with the amount of, you know, with A.J. Brown and then the draft capital, uh, essentially that they traded to get Traylon Burks. They are hoping for gigantic things out of him. Um, you know, but again, Buffalo is just a, there's such a, a well-built, good run team with a, a very good defense that when they lock you down, they lock you down. I mean, yeah. they were, they held Derrick Henry to, you know, another bad week for Henry that, you you know, he may not be a dud. I'm not hundred percent sure. He's, but, he's not, but he, yeah. he easily could be. And, and it's funny because, you know, we'll, we'll look at this more as we look at all the duds. Normally, you have a dud quarterback, you have dud-wide receivers. You rarely have dud quarterback, dud running back. Yeah. Um, However, you know, King Henry isn't playing like we expect from King Henry. So Um, next on our list is uh, Matt Ryan from Indy, Uh, minus 12.19. He was 16 of 30 for 195 yards and three interceptions. here is one of those teams where Matt Ryan had a bad game. Jonathan Taylor had a horrible game. Yes. So, you know, they're they're struggling. You know, oh one and one. Yeah, and Matt Ryan just looks. He looked so bad, so bad. I mean, it hurts when you're missing Michael Pittman for you know for a week. Sounds like he's making good strides. Should come back. I don't know of anybody that's starting Matt Ryan at all you know in fantasy unless it's again like a super deep super flex league i just i can't see ever even on a bye week there's going to be better options there he's just looking like this is probably his last year in the league the colts are gonna you know they keep bringing in these kind of war down old vets you know i mean they had wentz who on the commanders is looking pretty decent you know i mean he still has his carson wentz moments but you know they had uh, Philip Rivers, uh, right? You know, two, I thought I thought know, Matt so. Ryan was done two three years ago. So yeah, you know, just the fact that he's still in the league surprises me. Um, I, I, I would not in a sixteen team, two quarterback league. I wouldn't yeah. want him as my quarterback. No. I know. Yeah. I, I, you know, ugh. I mean, yeah. and just his bad play that that was just a, you know, the Colts were a team that people were considering as a as a contender you know right. they, you, you know you got Pittman you got JT in his second year uh second or third year I right, second year second year you know they, they got a couple pieces and then their defense has always been you know uh above average uh you know so yeah, that was a team that people, especially Colts fans, obviously were very excited about, and it's just so far it's not looking good. I mean, Jonathan Taylor only had like seven rushes or something. Well, like that. let's let's move to him. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to actually skip. Go. I'm going to skip over someone and yeah. go uh, directly to Jonathan Taylor, and his stat line um, was one catch from one 
target for nine yes. yards and nine rushes for nine 55 rushes. Y- 54 yards. Yeah. Uh, I mean, granted, you know, you're losing and, and you're trying to do something different, but you got to, you have to involve your top player. Yeah. I mean, how many times, you know, we, we hear it every week from whoever, you know, it, it's like the Packers this past week utilized their best player on offense, and his name is Aaron Jones. Yep. You have to get that player involved regardless of what is happening, even if you're losing the game. For you sure. have to get him involved. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't see Jonathan Taylor continuing this. However, if He's, Matt uh, Ryan is leading the offense... Uh, he may have a, a bad year. Yes, yeah, this, yeah, this you know, and not. I was I was yeah. definitely considering, and and I think a lot of people. That's the number one pick. <laughs> yeah, he was in a lot of leagues. Uh, the majority, you know, there's uh, you're hearing people take it. You know, it was between JT and Christian McCaffrey, right? Who McCaffrey also on that team with Baker Mayfield is not getting the receptions that he should. But you know, JT too. You look at uh, I think he had three targets and one catch. Right. You know. He obviously no one target one, one catch one to only one target. Yep. Yeah. See, that's you know, I mean, coming out of Wisconsin, that was kind of a knock on him was that he didn't catch the ball. But he's such a prolific running back. He is a guy that you have to give him double digit carries right to let him build up that steam, and then he'll break one. Ten touches. Yeah. Ten touches. You got to double that. Right. <laughs> at, at least, least. <laughs> for JT. Um, so so now we're going to move into uh, another group. And that group all came from Minnesota. Who um, uh, did they? Did they play last night? Uh, you know, they tried. Oh, they yeah yeah they were they were they were there. They were yeah. on TV. They, they just forgot to show up. up. Justin Jefferson, um, our number one stud from last week, yep. uh, turned into one of our top duds in the fact that he was eleven point one two points below. He had six catches on 12 targets for 48 yards. This is not what we expect. However, again, we've got Kirk Cousins on the list. We've got Delvin Cook on the list. Which, again, when when you see a quarterback not doing well, your receivers are not going to do well. But they had nothing out of their running back either. For sure. I mean, Philadelphia stymied them i i get oh, that yeah. philly played a great game on the defensive side darius slay just clamped down on jefferson yeah I mean, he's he certainly slayed him what is encouraging obviously with jefferson is the 12 targets you know they just slay was playing a very very good game those 12 targets any other week he's probably you know he, he's he's probably going over 100 yards well and know, it's, it's without a touchdown and it's, it's like we a, said from last yeah. week i mean if you put your best db on him yeah. In man, I mean, had Jair been covering Jefferson, yeah. there's no way Jefferson would have been a stud last week. Yep. Um, so, you know, it, it, it depends on the defensive scheme, et cetera. He's, he's great, great against zone defense. Yep. Um, he's, he's good against man, but he's not as good as he is against zone. So then, you know, I'm going to throw the other two in right away as I skip over one more player. So Delvin Cook was uh, 10.1 points below, and his stat line was four receptions on six targets for 19 yards, six 
rushes for 17 yards. <laughs> I mean, those numbers are horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Cook's another guy like JT you got to give 15-plus opportunities to. Um, you know, the, about the only upside in that is the amount of targets that he received, but they were also down the entire game. So it was a little out of necessity. Um, but, you know, the... The, only the six uh, rushing attempts is right. correct. Yep. You know, that is uh, inexcusable because Cook's one of those running backs, too, that can break one. But if you watch the game, too, that, I mean, Philly was, their defensive scheme was perfect for the Vikings uh, last night. So it was, I think it's more of a credit to uh, Philly's uh, defense, even though Cook, I mean, Cook had, I think, over 100 yards against Green Bay rushing, but no score. So, you know, he still had a decent game, but, uh, you know, you look at, uh, uh, you know, last night, the, the six rushes is just, you, you, they can't do that with him. Right. <laughs> so I think you're maybe just getting a little bit worried about Dalvin Cook at this point. Exactly. So. Um, and then there's Kirk Cousins, uh, 9.36 points below projected, 27 of 46, 221 yards, a TD, three interceptions, and he was... Uh, Two rushes for 20 yards. Actually led the team in rushing. Wow, that's a bad night if Kirk Cousins is. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you've yeah. got you've got Madison backing up Cook, and yeah. and he saw. I think he saw quite a few um, opportunities, yeah. and and still didn't come up with 20 yards. So overall, I mean, Minnesota looked bad. And I, I think the real answer for Kirk Cousins is what everybody knows is that it was a primetime game. And yeah. Kirk Cousins is horrible. historically horrible in prime time. So worst ever with uh, ten or more yeah, prime time games. Yeah. So you just chalk it up to that for Kirk Cousins, right? So the other one that it was sprinkled in there was Russell Wilson. Um, Russell Wilson makes our list for the second week, I think. I believe so. You got um, it right up over here. So minus ten point one. Um, minus ten point one. Compared to projections, he was 14 of 31, so under 50% of his passes were caught. 219 yards, a TD, an interception, and two rushes for three yards. Not normal. No. Um, certainly not, you know, what what anyone expected drafting Russell Wilson. Or anybody. I mean, the only person that had a good game was Cortland Sutton, and that's because Jerry Judy left the game with an injury. Right. You know, he fixated on Cortland Sutton, which is what people drafted Sutton for, uh, but the guys that drafted Russell Wilson were not expecting this. Uh, you know, if you watch the games, I mean, that that Denver coaching staff, I think everybody's new on it. Right. Uh, you know, Nathaniel Hackett coming from uh, Green Bay, which if he wants to come back, we would love you because uh, <laughs> you and Rodgers were good together. Um, you know, he just looks a little overwhelmed out there. You know, they're having to burn timeouts left and right, getting delayed games too, because by the time Hackett chooses a play and gets it communicated to Russ, there's like six seconds left on the play clock. So Russell cannot set up and and orchestrate a play the way that he is is very good at right he's got to just get to the line the whole team is rushed they're just you know expecting the you know the time to hit zero so uh hopefully as Hackett gets a little comfortable uh you'll see 
uh, a little bit better. Um, but as for right now, it's uh, you're looking just kind of average for us. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's it's sad if you picked him, if you yeah. drafted him, uh, thinking that he was going to be a, a a good quarterback this year. I mean, they've they've got tools there. Yeah, um, that's another team I you know here in preseason dark dark horse to make a run. Right. You know, because they they have a a decent enough defense that can in games shut people down, but when the offense isn't doing good, going three and outs and not moving the ball, you leave your defense on the field. That just it, it kills everybody. Right. One of the things going into the uh, the draft, you know, I, after after he was traded to Denver, I thought that he was going to struggle some. Um, not. Not for I mean, in in my mind, he actually took a step down in receivers. You can say that Jerry Judy and and Cortland Sutton yeah. are great receivers. However, you know if you had DK Metcalf and um, Lockett, Lockett, I yeah. mean, I would prefer to throw to those two. They, he was comfortable with them. He you know he had built that rapport, and you move somewhere else, you're not going to step in and do yeah. exactly what you were doing at your previous spot so you know i i had my my questions yeah um i still look at looked at all the prognosticators saying yeah he's a top 10 quarterback <laughs> me <laughs> he he may he may end up in the top 10 yeah but something has to change yeah um, I, and whether it's the play calling you know yeah. i i watch some of these coaches do such a poor job you know they get down to the 15 seconds because at 15 seconds the head yep. headsets turn off and they you can't do that every time yeah. you know it's it's green bay has a complex uh playbook and it's difficult to get that information in prior to 15 seconds and you know there you see rogers doing it too he's one of those that calls a lot of timeouts and i mean i i I often wonder how it is you can make it through a half blowing your timeouts and then wondering if you because you can't you can't throw the red flag anymore yeah you can't challenge without a timeout so i don't quite understand why some of these coaches go with such a uh a, a frustratingly complex game plan or playbook and they can't make it a little easier to do to make it so that you've got the time to do what you need to do. Now, yeah. Rogers is one of those that waits around till there's a second or two left on the play clock because he wants to see what the defense is going to do so he can make the adjustments and he doesn't want them to have any time to do that type of stuff. Yep. I, I don't think all the other teams are necessarily doing that. The other quarterbacks yeah. aren't necessarily doing that. So it becomes a, you have to get your play calling in and the, the quarterback has to have time to direct, to change things based on how the, the defense is set up, et cetera. Yeah. And, and some of these newer coaches don't understand that well enough to allow for, you know, these quarterbacks to actually be as efficient as they can be. Yep. Yeah. And that's where, like 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 you're talking about with the Rogers example, that's where uh, Russell's getting shorted. You know that the analogy was there for Russell was that by the time the play gets in, he doesn't have time to read the defense and audible or slide coverage right. or you know whatever he's got to do. He's got to just run that play. Uh, you know, so I don't know if it's a 
if you know obviously i've never been in any level of coaching but you know i would assume that a coach or a coach and offensive coordinator call the play if you have a quarterback like russell aaron Rodgers, josh allen brady all these top tier guys herbert you call the play and then you let them do what they're going to do, you think about the next play you're going to call. Right. Right as soon as that gets relayed to them, you're on to the next play. Right. You can sit and watch, but I, to me... But you kind of have like to you, watch. Are you, uh, yeah. are you getting the first down? Are yeah. you, you yeah. know, third Obviously, and five? Obviously, situationally, it makes right. a difference. But you... You know, you, you kind of have to have an idea of the game plan of how you're wanting to, uh, you know, attack that defense. Right. You should have a choice yeah. between a couple of different plays exactly. that you're going to, to call. Yep. But a lot of these guys, yeah, they, you know, and, and it's a learning process. You know, I, I think that you're going to see Hackett get better at it. Oh, of course. Um, I think that you are going to, you know, Russell will become more comfortable there. There, there are a lot of reasons why Russell could be, could be having trouble there. Um, yeah, uh, you know, we go back to having uh, the difference between uh, DK and Lockett versus Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. I think what we could see happen, uh, a guy who's more of a Lockett-type player is K.J. Hamler, who's been battling some injuries, uh, you know, from last season, trying right. to get back full healthy. He's that kind of Lockett-esque player who is perfect for those Russell Wilson moon balls, you know, 60 yards down the field where he can break them, which Lockett was, uh, obviously that's what he, you know, was so good at right. and known for. So I think just, you know, obviously Jerry Judy leaving the game, you know, if he's fine, um, you know, as they get healthier, you're going to see Russ, you know, they're going to just, they're just, they have to play better, um, you know. So uh, kind of same thing. I think it's just more of a, a just getting comfortable kind of thing for Russ here in the first couple of weeks. Yep. So that's all we have for, for this week. And uh, so I'm, I'm your host, Ozzy. And I'm Austin. And hope you had a good time listening. Listen in next week. Talk to you later. See you later.